It's time for the Engaged Club, the podcast for club managers and operators that strive to create loyal and connected members, guests, and customers. Here are the two guys with the club management and digital marketing advice you need to realize your club's potential, Jim Hope and Roger Kincaid. Welcome to the Engaged Club podcast. I'm Roger Kincaid, seated across a desk from my good friend, uh, Jim Hope. We're doing this podcast in unison once again, man. It's great to be here with you. Hello, Mr. Kincaid. It's nice to uh, see you in person. I'm Jim Hope, and I'm the GM of the Derrick Golf and Winter Club. And I'm, I'm just in a super casual mode, and I forgot to introduce myself formally as the marketing guy from Off Course Golf, and you can see us online at offcourse.golf. We're a couple of guys hanging around with hoodies on, and uh, <laughs> Roger, what are you going to talk to uh, our listeners to today? Well, you know, I've, I've been trying to tackle the concept of branding and like, what is the brand of your club? I'm trying to figure out exactly how to go about addressing this, and it's very complicated, but I will say this about about branding okay and the brand of your club is that it's the step that i think most uh club operations don't invest much time and money in and very much to, at their peril you know the the most successful companies in the world that you can think of in any industry have spent a lot of time developing their brand understanding how their brand works with you know in the world with their customers and they don't leave it to chance you know they're constantly investing and reinvesting in their brand and you don't have to be Chevrolet and you don't have to be you know IBM you don't have to be Honda uh, or Apple to to uh, think that brand is valuable to you uh, if you have customers and you want to retain them your brand is very valuable and it's worth investing in well I can tell you in the club business uh, branding is becoming more and more important. We, we're doing a board retreat um, uh, for our new board, mm -hmm. an existing board, so our whole board uh, in May. And the company that we've engaged to lead us through the day session, we're, um, which is Global Golf Advisors, which is really well known to anybody in the club industry, uh, our branding is now part of their strategic planning process. So when you talk about strap plans, it's talk about branding now, right. which would not have been on any agendas I'm going to say maybe not even last year, certainly not two or three years ago and never before, but it's, it's a topic that everyone is uh, wanting to talk about now. Right. So I think one of the first thing that comes to mind when we're talking about branding or thinking about branding is the logo. You know, your logo is certainly a part of your brand. It, it, it isn't exclusively your brand. You know how we all sell like a shirt, right? We'll all sell like a polo shirt with our logo on the on the breast and in, in our shops and our retail parts of our facilities and our clubs. And, you know, we want people to buy that um, that shirt. Right. But what they want to do is they want to wear a logo that gives them some sort of status, some sort of, you know, uh, air of exclusivity when they're out, you know, mixing with the, the general public, the great unwashed, as it were. Right. So if you are a, a tourist and you're playing golf around the countryside, you know, and you're, you're, you're visiting every club, you have an opportunity to buy one of those shirts everywhere you go. But you don't do you? you buy it from Cog Hill or you buy it from Bandon Dunes. Right. You buy it from Bighorn or you buy it from, you know, uh, a club on the, the Robert Trent Jones Trail. And the reason you do that is because when you wear that golfing next time at your club at home or when you're playing golf with some buddies, they'll notice it and they'll say, oh, you know, Cog Hill, do you play golf at, at Cog Hill? And then they get the opportunity to say to you, oh, yeah, have you played Cog Hill? And it elevates their status. Right. So it sort of becomes this thing about like this is what our what we do means to other people. And, you know, we want to kind of always be considering that what we do is important in the lives of other people. 
And we want them to have a really positive emotional connection with what we do. And so we're going to that's what our brand does for them. So here's a couple of stories. If you remember when the iPod came out, okay, um, and, you know, MP3s were kind of this thing and people were still burning CDs at the time. But now Apple comes out with this way that you can have a device that you put in your pocket and it'll have thousands of songs on it. Right. Really revolutionized the way that we listen to music. And Apple did something really, really fascinating. They made the earbuds white. So the ear, earphones that you were listening to, they were white, where everybody else had black earphones. And the reason for this is really simple. It's because when you're standing on a crowded street corner and, um, you know, all you can see is the headphones going down the cord into somebody's pocket, you could tell who was listening to an iPhone and you could tell or an iPod rather. And you could also tell who was listening to another you know, inferior or, or different device. And Apple made a point for years and years of saying, like, we are the geniuses, like we think different, right? We're the renegades and the rebels and we're disrupting the world. Everybody else works in the factory. You know, we're changing the way business is done. And that's what Apple's brand was all about. And so they wanted to make sure that if you were going to be listening to music on an iPod, that anybody could see that just by looking at you. So the earbuds were white. Okay. Uh, and then uh, th along with that came all the other associations, like, you know, the, the way this person is dressed or, or whatever, whatever else, you know, they, they look like and, and, and how cool they are. Apple could kind of sort of own that neighborhood. Now, another quick story is if you go into um, a Starbucks, you'll see, you know, MacBooks that are open and people are working on their novels or people are working on their businesses and stuff like that. And Starbucks wants to, you know, have those types of customers. You know, but if you go into another type of coffee shop, um, a Dunkin' Donuts or a, a Tim Hortons, right, you'll see an entirely different kind of customer. And so the, the idea is basically like Starbucks is appealing to a certain type of person and they're reinforcing their brand within their store. But when they carry the cup of coffee or whatever they're drinking out of the store, then that cup has to look distinctive. And Starbucks has they invented the venti cup, not so they could sell more coffee, so they could have a larger cup that you hold when you're standing on the street corner and everybody else has a boring cup or whatever, but you've got this beautiful white paper coffee cup that says, I, I'm, I go to Starbucks. That's where I get my coffee. Right. And so uh, Starbucks spends a lot of time telling their people they're chic, they're sexy, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're hip and we're avant-garde. And, you know, when you carry this cup in public, people can identify with you and, and you identify with them and this is who we are. So, the thing that you want to think about, and this is a, a, a great statement that I, I, I'm just obsessed with right now from Seth Godin in his latest book called This is Marketing that, that I highly recommend you read. Um, but he has a statement called that goes like this. It says, people like us do things like this. OK, when you're holding that white Starbucks cup, you're saying people like us do things like this. Or when you're wearing the white earbuds, people like us do things like this. And we want to do that with our club as well. You know, the bag tag that you're going to put on all your members tags. We want that member to have pride when they when that tag is on their bag at a different club. And, you know, people like us do things like this. You know, people at my club, we support these types of charities or people at my club. You know, this is how we throw back on a Friday night and enjoy a bottle of wine and a hamburger. Right. So we, when we invest in our brand, what we're really investing in is the feeling that people get knowing that they belong here. Yeah, I what I took from what you said is exactly that, that what you want someone to do is that when they see your brand or they hear your brand, which would be your club name, that they think or feel something specific. Right. 
something specific that you work every day to cultivate. Yeah, that you've created. You've created yeah. that feeling. You've created what they think. And yeah. that's, that's very deliberate what you've done. Exactly right. Because go back to the start of the Apple store. I mean, they had that legendary Super Bowl commercial, you know, where they broke the screen. Right. It was basically all of the the, the peons, the peasants that are getting their directive from the, you know, it was like very uh, Orwellian. Right. And then in comes the rebel and throws the hammer through the screen. And it's basically like that's what Apple computer is. Like we're the rebels. We're the ones who do things differently. And so, you know, you don't have to throw the hammer through the screen per se, but you do have to stand for something and you have to let your members know the people that are going to embrace and ingest your club's values and, and, and daily life, that this is what we do. People like us do things like this and it's not left a chance. It is very, very deliberate. And that goes back to a previous pod when we talked about, I, I gave 10 interview questions that you want to ask. And I think you want to design your interviews around the people that you hire and bring on your teams. Are they going to support and do they mimic your brand as well so that when someone thinks of your brand and how they feel and think about your club, do the people in the club that work there represent that brand as well? Absolutely. You know, and that starts with how do they dress? Like, you know, do we wear the same uniform? Do we wear a name tag? Like, are we friends and family around here? How do we address each other? And it extends, you know, to, to every every corner of your club and everything that you do there. So, you know, to bring it all back to the start, Jim, I think that a lot of um, a lot of clubs might get really bogged down in sort of the the day to day of operations. And it's almost like a, a survival mode, right? Like all I have to do is get through this day. We just have to make sure you know, we get the doors unlocked. We get the, the food served hot. We keep the tea times on time and, you know, we make it all the way till we lock the doors tonight. And that's really like the, the table stakes. If we want to elevate the club and we want to take it into the next echelon, then we really need to take some time and spend some time focusing on exactly what our brand is and what it means to the people that we interact with on a daily basis, on an hourly basis. You bet. I think that's uh, a focus that all of us in the club business need to put a lot of attention to Good. is what our brand is. And if we don't like what our brand is or we're not sure what it is, we need to be able to uh, identify and clearly identify what it is. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go into more detail about this in future episodes. We'll create a toolkit out of it, too, that you'll be able to reference uh, easily on EngageClub.com. And uh, so, you know, we, all I can say is look forward to that. We're going to do our best to equip you to to establish your brand, develop your brand and reinforce your brand at every uh, potential opportunity. Thanks very much for listening to the Engage Club podcast. Share it with your friends and please give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening. This has been the Engaged Club podcast with Jim Hope and Roger Kincaid. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you like what you heard, share it with your fellow club managers and operators. Until next time, thanks for listening.